Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Hello church, greetings in Jesus' mighty name. What a joy to come once again into the presence of God, to worship Him and in the beauty of His holiness, to love Him and to enjoy God's presence as a family, as the people of God. Last week, we saw a very precious message called Abandoned, but Never Alone. We saw that in all our lives, we've been through the experience of feeling abandoned or feeling that everybody has left me and gone, that nobody is there for me, nobody cares for me. Many of us have taken different journeys in life and gone through different experiences. We saw how Joseph has felt abandoned in the Bible. We saw how David and how Daniel, and how Jesus, and how Moses, and a lot of these great men and women of God in the Bible have felt abandoned in their life. And what did we learn from that? We saw that when Apostle Paul felt abandoned, he said to himself, he said like this, Lord, don't hold it against them. For the Lord himself stood by my side, and the Lord strengthened me. We saw last week that our God is a loving God. That he will not abandon us. Why is it that God will not abandon his people? Why is it that God will not abandon the people of God? I want you to understand today. The Bible says that God will not abandon us because we are in covenant with God. Our God is a covenant making and covenant keeping God. Our God is a God who loves us. He loves us very much. His His love, everlasting covenant of love will not pass from us. His everlasting covenant of love will not move away from us. Because God loves you, God will not abandon you. God cannot abandon you. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says like this, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. Which means you are special to God. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into God's marvelous light. For once you were not a people. But now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy. But now you have received mercy. This is what we see in chapter uh, verse 9 and verse 10. At one time we did not, we were not a people, but now we are the people of God. You are not an ordinary person. You may be feeling abandoned, but you are a royal priesthood. You may be feeling abandoned, but you are a chosen generation. You are God's inheritance. You are a child of God. If you are God's child, I want you to know God will not walk away on his children. Matthew's Gospel in chapter 18, verse 12 to 14, talks about a familiar portion of scripture. The story of the the lamb, the shepherd and the lamb. A shepherd had a hundred, you know, lamb and one of those lambs uh, went astray. A hundred sheep and one of those sheep went astray. And the Bible says in that parable how the shepherd left the 99 and went after that one. If we are feeling abandoned, I want you to know that you and I, are that one whom God will leave the 99 for and will come looking for that one. If we are feeling abandoned, how much more God will take pain to come looking for us. God will take 
you know, pleasure in strengthening us, standing by us and letting us know that we are not alone. People of God, you are not alone. Psalm 94 and verse 14, the Bible says, For God will not abandon his people, nor will he abandon his inheritance. Why would God not abandon us? Because we are God's inheritance. We are God's people. We are God's you know, chosen generation. Therefore, God will not abandon us. We saw last week in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 31. What a powerful scripture. For the Lord your God is compassionate. He will not abandon you or destroy you, nor forget the covenant with your fathers, which he swore to him. You know, I think about my, my forefathers, people that walked with God, people that loved God, people that honored God. And I believe God is saying God will not forget his covenant with our fathers. I believe part of the reason I'm serving God is because the blessings of God upon people go generationally. I believe God passes it on to the generation. Why? Not because he specifically loves one person more than another, but because people that walk with God, they train their generations to walk with God. And that is why those generations pick up the call of God and run after it. That's what God speaks about Abraham. Why did God call Abraham? The Bible says in Genesis, it says, I have called my servant Abraham because he will instruct his children after him to walk in the commandments in the ways of God. Why is it that God called Abraham? Because Abraham walked with God and would instruct his children to walk with God. And I believe today God is saying, I have a covenant with your fathers and your fathers walked with God and your generations will walk with God. That is why you are also part of that covenant now. And that is why God wants to walk with you. He says, I will not abandon you. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 11 to 13. The Bible says the statement is trustworthy. For if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. But if we are faithless, he will remain faithful. For he cannot deny himself. God, even when we are faithless, the Bible says our God will Remain faithful. Hallelujah. I want you to know, even when you're feeling abandoned, God is faithful. Hallelujah. What a, what a thought. Even when I'm alone, even when everybody's abandoned me, even when nobody cares about me, even when I feel that, you know, I'm going through the struggle all alone, God will be faithful. He cannot be faithless even when I am faithless. God will be faithful because he's a God of covenant and he's a God of love and he's a God who calls you his royal family. You are his family. Now, what do we do when we go through a season or a time of abandonment? I want to share a few thoughts today about what to keep in mind if you are going through a season of abandonment. One of the first things I want you to keep in mind, I'm going to pitch this whole, the, this, I'm going to share 10 thoughts on what to keep in mind when you're going through abandonment. And I'm going to share it from Second Chronicles and chapter 20 as a main portion of scripture. It's a story of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was, was in a very, very precarious situation. He was leading the kingdom of Judah. He loved the Lord, he feared the Lord, and Judah was a very formidable nation. Small nation, but very powerful. Nations all around feared them. Now the Bible says at 
at this time when when Judah was you know formidable a few nations the sons of Moab and the sons of Ammon uh, together with some of the Menuhites they came to war against Jehoshaphat they begin to come in war against Jehoshaphat and Jehoshaphat and the whole nation they were afraid and they begin to say this whole multitude is coming against us right now and they were really afraid verse 3 says and Jehoshaphat was afraid Jehoshaphat was afraid he was afraid just like you and me when we feel abandoned when feel nobody cares for us when we don't know what to do about our tomorrow many of us we feel afraid and we feel lonely we feel i'm all alone i don't know what i'm going to do maybe some people some among you are single mothers some among you are feeling your spouses are leaving you and they're walking away some of you are feeling i lost my jobs or some of you are feeling i'm sick i don't know what to do i want you to know today do not be afraid jehoshaphat felt afraid but what did he do one of the first things you must do if you feel afraid is that you must seek the lord Bible says in verse 3 Jehoshaphat was afraid and he turned his attention to seek the Lord It's beautiful it's very important for you and me to keep in mind that this is the time when you're feeling abandoned don't run helter skelter here and there and talk to people that don't know the Lord uh, that because they may give some wise advice but they may not be able to give what is God's advice for you there are all all wise advice is not necessarily god's advice because some wise advice are worldly wise now other wise advice that come from you know people of the world are very good they are also great it's not bad but when we get used to going to them without seeking the lord the chances of deception in the coming years of your life is very high so one of the first things to do when you feel abandoned nobody loves you nobody cares one of the first things for you to do is seek the lord how easy it is for many of us to stop seeking the lord or we go and we say no i don't want i just want to walk away from everything i don't want to listen to god i don't want to listen to god's word i don't want to listen to god's people i don't want to talk to anybody i want to do what i feel like doing now that is a very dangerous place in life to be when you and i are beginning to think in our heart i just want to do what i feel i want to do i want you to know seek the lord look to the lord in prayer whether it's personal prayer Look to the Lord in prayer. Jehoshaphat was afraid and he turned his attention to seek the Lord. People of God, turn your attention to seek the Lord. The next thing he does is that he calls a fast. When you seek the Lord, he called for a fast. He said, "I want to spend time in fasting and prayer." And he humbled down. The Bible says he turned his attention to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. When we fast and pray it's humbling down before the presence of God it's denying ourselves the desire to do what we feel like the desire to go after our own emotions the desire to go after what i am feeling like at this moment and we begin to seek the lord the next thing he did as he began to seek the lord as he was seeking the lord he sought the lord in prayer he called for a fast and while he was seeking the lord he began to share his burden with other intercessors indeed he shared his burden with other intercessors in verse 4 the bible says so judah gathered together 
to seek help from the Lord. They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. One of the things you must do when you seek God, you can seek God for yourself, you can seek God in individual fasting, but you can also seek God in corporate fasting. And you can also seek God by corporately asking other intercessors, telling them, I'm going through this kind of circumstance. Do you think you can uphold me in prayer? You know what many people do? They say, I'm feeling abandoned. Oh, this church abandoned me. People abandoned me. Nobody cares for me. I don't care about anything. I want to isolate myself. One of the last things you want to do is you don't want to be in a place where you isolate yourself even from intercessors or from people that care about you and pray for you. Care about you and pray for you. You know, when we feel abandoned, we feel everybody abandons us. And I want you to know, not everybody abandons you. Some people may abandon you. Some seasons of life, you may be feeling abandoned. Some abandon you. Sometimes we feel abandoned. Sometimes there are seasons where people abandon us. But not everybody abandons us. So there will be people in your life where you might, you can even tell them, I'm going through a difficult time. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how, but I just want you to say, can you uphold me in prayer? I'm really struggling in some areas of my life. And I really want, I feel like I'm struggling in my faith. Can you uphold me in prayer? That's what you're supposed to do. But what we do is that instead of asking people or intercessors to pray for us, we just want to seek wisdom from other people by ignoring the wisdom of the Lord. Now, that's a dangerous one. That's a dangerous one. The second thing you must do when you go through abandonment is that you must not listen to the voice of the enemy or to the voice of negative people. When we are offended by somebody, one of the first things people like to do is offended people, they like to talk to other offended people. If I'm offended with somebody, I'd like to talk to somebody else who's offended with that person. Why? Because when I talk to somebody who's offended, I feel they understand. Many years ago, I learned a leadership principle from one of my dear leadership mentors. He taught me like this. He said, he said, never speak to like hurting people. You never, when you're offended with somebody, don't go and talk to other people who are offended just like you are offended. Why? Because if you would compare notes at this time, and if you would compare notes, you would find out that other people are also offended just like you. And then the enemy will use it to an advantage. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy. This is what Eve did. In Genesis and chapter 3, verse 3 to 7, we see that the serpent was more crafty than everybody. And he comes to the woman and he separates her from seeking the Lord. And he takes her to seek what the enemy has to say. He says, did, you, did God tell you that you must not eat from any other tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, from the tree in the garden we may eat, but the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, you shall not eat and you shall not even touch it for you will die. And the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. You see how the enemy is beginning to now deceive? Eve was deceived, Adam disobeyed. When you are not seeking the Lord and you are listening to the voice of the enemy, he for sure will deceive you. One of the things you must not do when you're feeling abandoned is that you must not spend time listening to the voice of the devil or listening to the voice of intimidation. Maybe you're going through a difficult time, people against you. Don't listen to the voice of that intimidation. Seek the Lord. Listen to the voice of God. 
seek the Lord. Don't listen to the voice of intimidation. Don't listen to the voice of fear. Don't listen to the voice, oh, you're all alone. Elijah was listening to that. That was, I'm all alone. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares for me. And what we do is we begin to think, God also doesn't love me. I have to look out for myself. I have to find a job. I have to, you know, go to another nation. I got to fight my own battles. I have to look out for myself. And we begin to look out for ourselves. This is what Eve was doing. She suddenly heard the voice of the enemy and begin to doubt the nature of God. When we get a, feel abandoned, one of the first things we that go through our mind is we begin to doubt the nature of God. And we begin to think in our heart, God doesn't love me. God doesn't care for me. And so now I need to listen to the devil. I need to listen to what he's saying. Because if I listen to what he's saying, maybe he's got a better plan for me. If you are in a place of abandonment, please don't listen to the voice of the enemy. Go back to the word of God. Listen to the word of God. Meditate on God's word. Many times when the enemy comes, he comes knowing that we don't have God's word in our heart. Or at least we're not willing to listen to God's word. Don't listen to the enemy and don't listen to negative people. The woman saw that the fruit was good. She took it and she ate it. And her eyes were opened. And she and her husband, they saw they were naked. Which means when you listen to the voice of the enemy, you become vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. Let me say that again. When you listen to the voice of the enemy, you become vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. Eve and Adam became the slaves of whose voice they listened to. When you're feeling abandoned, be very careful whose voice you're listening to. Because you will become a slave of whose voice you're listening to. This is the time. Seek the Lord. Call a fast. Ask the intercessors to uphold you in prayer. I am looking back in my life and many times where I felt abandoned. One of the things that has taken me out of the woods in all those years is that I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord. People of God, seek the Lord. And you will find strength as you seek the Lord. The third thing to do as you're feeling abandoned is stay in fellowship with believers. Don't isolate yourself. Don't isolate yourself. It does not matter if you are a lion. But I want you to know even a lion, you know, can get isolated and the enemies can kill him. Oh, I saw an amazing, uh, you know, small <coughs> uh, documentary, I think, done by, it was, I think it was the best videography award that was received last year, um, you know. And it was a picture of a lion, a young lion, who when they begin to grow up, they kind of, you know, they adventure into new turf and they go alone. So this young lion went alone and was going to new terms and about and came to a place where a pack of 20 hyenas surrounded this one young strong lion. And you know lions are strong and hyenas are careful of lions. But what do you do when 20 hyenas surround you? They were baying for blood. And many times in our life when you are feeling abandoned by people, one of the temptations is to isolate yourself. There is a huge difference between being abandoned by people and you isolating yourself. Abandoned by people is when people say, I don't want to talk to you. Isolating yourself is when you're saying, I don't want to talk to people. A lot of times what happens is that in, the, in, in, in our lives, when somebody abandons us, we choose to isolate from other believers in the church. Now that's a very dangerous thing to do. This young lion in the video, single, strong, young, ferocious, 
goes on YouTube, twenty hyenas around him, and as and and in that image, these hyenas begin to circle him, circle him, and they begin to close in, and these hyenas begin to attack this lion. As they begin to attack this lion, he's fighting back, and he's fighting back, but twenty hyenas were too much for him. At that time, after a big fight going on, and this lion is getting bitten by the hyenas, and he's getting hurt, and he's and he's fighting back, and one of his friends, another young lion. comes that way sees that his lion friend was being attacked comes rushing in and the two of them together chase the 20 hyenas away one will chase a thousand two will chase 10000 if you're feeling abandoned do not isolate yourself do not isolate yourself because the enemy knows how to destroy you when you isolate yourself now this is what jehoshaphat did In verse five and six, Jehoshaphat. In Second Chronicles twenty-five and six, then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord before the new court. He didn't run away from church. He went straight back into the house of God. Stay in fellowship because somebody abandoned you. Does not mean everybody else has abandoned you. I do not know of any situation, any church where everybody just abandoned one person. I don't think there is a very common circumstance. I want you to know God has kept people to love you, to pray for you, to stand with you, to encourage you. But our problem is we ignore them, we isolate from them, and we go looking for people who will. feel what we are feeling and we will we are looking for people who will tell us you know what i understand what you're saying and you know what you're saying is so true those people are terrible people we go looking for people who will who will who will say what we want to hear that's the last thing you want to hear when you're feeling abandoned fourthly what do you do when you're feeling abandoned remember the promises of god strengthen your faith at that time one of the things you must do when you're feeling abandoned is to remember the promises that God has made. Psalm 50 and verse 15 says, "Call upon me in the day of trouble. I shall rescue you and you will honor me." Call unto me. Remember the promises of God. Every time you're going through a challenging situation, you need to remember the promises God has spoken over your life. If you're feeling sick, remember, "I will live and not die that I might declare the words to works of God." If you're feeling your finances are running low remember and my god shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory if you are feeling discouraged you know remember god is saying i will not leave you nor forsake you if you whatever your circumstance you're going through remember the promises of god upon your life don't run away from the promises of god years ago when i was in college many years ago about 30 years ago i was studying in a place where there was corruption it was not overt but covert amount of corruption was there and in those years they would pass only 60% of the class somehow there was a there was an unofficial unsaid pass percentage uh, in our classes in our college and i was coming to the final years and and uh, in the final years about uh, even though they would pass only 60% among those 60 60% of the people in classes would would give bribes is to pass for the exam 20% would have some amount of influence that call somebody who knew somebody and tell the professors to pass them while 20% like some of us neither bribed nor had influence and we were the sitting ducks it's at that time some of my unbelieving friends would come to me and they'd say aren't you paying a bribe i said no i'm not paying a bribe why wouldn't you pay a bribe john you're being a fool be practical you see how worldly people will give you practical advice that is going to destroy your life 
foolish advice. When you isolate yourself and you're listening to worldly people, they're going to give you practical advice. There is foolishness in the sight of God. Listen, John, listen to me. They said, if you pay a bribe, it's only this much money. But if you're going to have to live here for the next six months, think of all the money you're going to have to spend for the next six months to just stay here. And then think about the exam fee. And then think about six more months of studying these subjects. Don't be a fool. Pay the bribe. Finish it off. And pass the exam. What I did is I went. I felt I felt all alone. Lord, where do I have hope? Where 60% is coming with bribes and 20% of influence. What hope do I have when the past percentage is only 60% of the whole class? So I went to the Lord. And I sought the Lord. And the Lord spoke to me from Psalm 20, verse 6 and 7. The Lord spoke to me and said, John, some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But I will remember the name of the Lord. The moment... The moment I saw that scripture and God spoke to my heart, faith began to grow in my heart. Some boast in chariots, some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord. I took that scripture and I worked hard and I studied and I went for the exam. And by the grace of God, I was among the 60% that passed that examination. I want to give glory to God. I want to tell you, I want to say God, His word, remember the promises of God when you're going through a difficult time. Fifthly, what do you do? Remember the testimonies of God in your life. Remember what are some of the testimonies. How God has delivered you in the past seasons of your life. Remember how he has delivered you. Go back and look at, in that season did not God help me? In this season did not God help me? When I was going through that kind of a circumstance, has not God helped me? That's what Jehoshaphat did. In Second Chronicles 20, verse 6 to 12, Jehoshaphat says like this. He says, are you not the God of heaven? Are you not the God of the heavens? Are you not the God of our fathers? Are you not the God of the heavens? And are you not ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hands so that no one can stand against you. He goes back and he's saying, are you not? And then he goes back to past testimonies. He goes back in verse 7, he says, Did you not, O God, drive out the nations before your people Israel and give it to your descendants Abraham and your friend forever. Did you not fight on behalf of Abraham's descendants? Did you not do that? Did you not fulfill your promises at that time? And then they have lived in it and you built a sanctuary here for your name saying, Should evil come upon us, the sword and judgment, pestilence or famine... We will stand before this house and before your name in this house and cry out to you and you will hear and deliver us. You see, what was he doing? He was remembering the testimonies of what God did in the past. You know, many times in my life, the first time I'm facing a difficult circumstance, the first time I go through that challenge, it's very hard. I remember the promises of God. But the next time we go through those kind of challenges, I remember the testimonies of God. Hallelujah. I remember how he in the past has done it for me. That time he did it. As the years go by and these kind of abandonments become, or these kind of experiences become frequent, it becomes much easier. You'll see us with a smile. So, oh, last time he handled that. Oh, last time he handled that too. And 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 he handled that too. He handled this one and that one. And it becomes so common for you. And you'll say, my God has done it in the past. My God will do it again. Remember the testimonies of God. Hallelujah. Never forget. Sixthly, what do you do? Stand to hear what the Lord would say. Listen for the voice of God. If you're going through an abandoned situation, if you're feeling abandoned, listen to the voice of God. Jeremiah 33.3 3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer you.
and i will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know you see when you are going through a difficult abandoned situation this is the time you need to hear from god because god will have something to tell you about your circumstance god will have to tell you you may be feeling abandoned but not alone you are never alone god may have to tell you i will lift you up in this very circumstance you see in as i look back in my life i know that god is doing something god has been doing something in my life every time i went through a circumstance like this god would speak to me and say john don't react don't say anything back don't attack them don't speak badly of them love them pray for them stand in the gap for them god would encourage me and why and those are things i heard from god and as i saw in my life every time i begin to seek the lord and i begin to hear from the lord and i begin to look to the lord i begin to see in every one of those circumstances god begin to lift me up take me back to that same place lift me up and honor me in the sight of the people that did not understand me this is what jehoshaphat did he sought the lord second chronicles 20 was 14 to 19 the bible says in the midst of the assembly the spirit of the lord came upon jehaziel the the son of zechariah the spirit of the lord came upon jehaziel in the midst of the assembly while everybody gathered while everybody was praying while everybody was fasting while everybody was seeking god the word of the lord came right in the midst of that and said like this he said listen all judah and the inhabitants of jerusalem and king jehoshaphat thus saith the lord do not fear nor be dismayed of this great multitude for the battle is not yours listen to the voice of god and the voice of god spoke prophetically through a prophet to jehoshaphat this is not your battle the battle is not yours but the battle belongs to the lord hallelujah one word from god can change the entire course of how you handle your abandonment you will begin to rejoice in god you begin to then look to the lord and he says he says you need not fight this battle station yourself stand and see the salvation of the lord which means get ready people you're going to see how god is going to save you you don't have to fight this battle but you're going to see how god is going to save you many times in my life this has been a message from god to me don't be afraid don't be discouraged don't feel you're alone don't you don't have to fight this battle because this is god's battle because you are god's royal priesthood because you are god's inheritance because you are loved by god and you are a child of god stand back do not be afraid or dismayed tomorrow god and face them the lord is with you the jehoshaphat bowed his face to the ground because they understood the voice of god apostle paul also fell abandoned in the midst of the sea he was being taken as a prisoner to rome acts in 27 was 23 to 26 the bible says like this for this very night an angel of the lord angel of the lord to whom i belong and to whom i serve stood before me god is saying paul is saying god sent his angel when i sought him i heard a voice from god the angel of the lord brought a voice saying don't be afraid paul you must stand before caesar and god you will not die and god's also granted you all the people that are sailing with you hallelujah isn't that exciting isn't that encouraging one word from god charged paul up and made him a prophetic voice to all the people on that boat god will make you a prophetic voice if you will also look to the lord the seventh thing you do when you seek the lord is that you cast all your care on him cast all your care on him 
for he cares for you. In Chronicles 20 and verse 12, Jehoshaphat prays like this, God, oh our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this great multitude. The enemy was so formidable, so big and mighty, so strong. And he's saying we're feeling helpless against these who are coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you. Cast all your care on him. Don't cast your care upon people you think are strong and mighty. They will let you down. Cast your care on God. I have through the years seen how God has been faithful. I cast my care on him. First Peter 5, 7 says, Cast your care on him for he cares for you. Hallelujah. People of God, God cares for you. People of God, God loves you. People of God, God is compassionate about you. Cast all your care on God for he cares for you. Matthew's Gospel chapter 6, 24 to 34 says like this. It says, Consider the lilies of the field. They, you know, they just dress so beautifully. Not even Solomon is dressed like them. Think of the birds in the sky. They neither reap nor sow, but, but the heavenly father feeds them. God says, are you not much more worthy than this? If you lost your jobs, I want you to seek the Lord. If you are in a difficult circumstance, if you are misunderstood by people, seek the Lord. Look to God. Consider. Do not be upset. Cast all your cares on Him. Cast all your cares on Him. For He cares for you. The eighth thing that you have to do when you are going through an abandonment is be strong and trust God. Be strong in the Lord. Do not fear. Trust God. That's what the Bible tells in Deuteronomy chapter 431. We saw that verse where the Lord is compassionate God. He will not abandon or destroy you. He will not forget the covenant with your fathers that he swore to them. God is saying, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Isaiah 43. What a, what a scripture. Verse 1 to verse 7. God is prophesying through Isaiah and saying, but now this is what the Lord says. He's your creator. He formed you, Jacob. Verse 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, they will not scorch you. Nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. I've given Egypt as a ransom, the Bible says, and Cush and Saber in your place, because you are precious. In my sight. People of God, you're so precious to God. You're precious in the sight of God. I will exchange people, nations in your place. Verse 5 says, Do not fear for I am with you. I will bring your offsprings from the east. I will say to the north and the south, give them up. God is saying, you know, God is saying, I want to tell you, you are so precious to me. So precious. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, the Lord is saying. Be strong and courageous. That's what God tells Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Joshua would have been afraid. Moses died. The land is in there in front. I don't know. We've not fought any battles. Nobody knows. These people are slaves. They don't know how to fight a battle. You want me to lead this bunch of slaves who don't know how to fight a battle? When Moses is dead, you want me to lead them in the front? I feel abandoned. And God is saying, don't be afraid. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Trust God for a miracle. So Jehoshaphat, what did he do? He trusted God for a miracle. In verse 20 of Second Chronicles 20, verse 20, they rose early in the morning and they went out to the wilderness. 
they was rose early in the morning and well out to the winters and jehoshaphat stood there and said listen to me judah inhabitants of jerusalem put your trust in the lord your god and you will be established put your trust in the prophets and you will succeed put your trust in god and you will listen to the voice of god the prophets told them you do something take the singers put them up in the front and send them out in the front and let the lord fight your battles so when you come to god trust him look to him you know don't be afraid be strengthened in the lord ninthly the lord would say proclaim or testify about your deliverance proclaim what god is going to do second chronicles 20 verse 17 what did jehoshaphat do he said you need not fight this battle they proclaimed proclaim station yourself stand and see the salvation of the lord you have to learn how to proclaim that god will come for you proclaim the promise god has given you proclaim the word of the lord decree and declare through my life i have learned to proclaim the voice of god i've learned to proclaim the decree of god god is saying don't be afraid stand and see the salvation of the lord and he says on your behalf oh judah and jerusalem don't fear or be dismayed tomorrow go out and face them for the lord is with you proclaim proclaim the promises of god and number 10 what do you do when you're feeling abandoned take time to worship god they send their armies ahead but before that in second chronicles 20 verse 18 when they heard the prophetic word from god jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground all of judah and the inhabitants of jerusalem fell before the lord and they worship the lord when you're feeling abandoned worship god take time to worship him and praise him because who you worship he's the one who will come for you and stand by you in times of abandonment there are beautiful times to worship god because it gives your undivided attention to god in times of abandonment i have sought the lord i gave my undivided attention to god and god would send from high and stretch his hand out and save me the bible says that after jehoshaphat sent his people out to praise and worship the lord sends an angel of the lord ahead of him and the armies enemies they begin to fight one another and by the time jehoshaphat and his singers came to the army camp they found out that this army had killed one another and there was so much spoil that jehoshaphat and his people took three full days to gather all those spoil from the army god not only delivered them but also made the armies leave all their spoil for jehoshaphat and his people and so what did they do the bible says in verse 21 he consulted with the people and he appointed those singers and sent them ahead and they went out and praised god and after they after they got a mighty battle mighty victory they continued to praise god what do you do when you feel abandoned worship the lord praise him because he alone is worthy to be praised i want to conclude today's message and tell you today the bible says in romans 8:28 if god is for you then who can be against you i want to say that again if god is for you then who can be against you don't walk away from the faith don't walk away from fellowship don't walk away from seeking god Don't walk away from the time of God because God may be up to something in your seasons of abandonment. There are some things you may even learn. What are some of these things you might learn? And I want you to know 
new season of abandonment that's when you and i learn to trust god it may take a season it may take a while but we will still learn to trust god when we go through abandonment we see that as we trust him we see god has a larger purpose than what we had we actually see god has a greater purpose and plan than what we have we see that god is a good god that his plans are if we would seek him we would understand it and we will wait on him for that we begin to in this season as we see god's plan unfold and when we are feeling abandoned these are the seasons we actually begin to appreciate the people that god has kept for us every time i feel abandoned i have seen in my life there's always one or two or three or four or few people god has kept for me who come by maybe it's my spouse maybe it's my leaders on my team or maybe it's others who just come and said john don't worry god is with you we are praying for you one of the things you can learn from a season of abandonment is to trust god and to love him and to respond to him but you and that he's got a plan but you can also learn you can also learn that there are people god has kept for you there are people that god has kept those are the seasons we begin to appreciate who those wonderful people are who stand up for you who pray for you and who will encourage you we begin to think through life's purposes what is it that god why is god allowing me to go through this what is the larger plan what does god want to do through my life when i go through this abandonment and we begin to stop complaining about all the people that abandoned us and we start taking responsibility for behaving right that's one of the things we can do when we feel abandoned stop complaining about all the people that have abandoned us and take responsibility for our joy for our praise for our celebration for our thanksgiving for our meditating on god's word for our not isolating ourselves take responsibility and when we take responsibility god will come for us you know when we feel abandoned it just reminds us of our frailty how weak and frail we are but it also reminds us that we are never alone that god is there for us we may feel abandoned but god may be training us to go through this process god may be training us that we might come out stronger people just like jesus on the cross he felt abandoned but he said father why have you forsaken me but he saw a greater price if you're feeling abandoned maybe there's a greater price god is preparing you to go after a greater call a greater ministry so all i want to tell you today is that you might be feeling abandoned but you're never alone god bless you thank you for listening to this sermon for more sermons please do visit us at wicc.in